Hello, beautiful people. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, and this sports show shall be a pretty good one. Let's ride. That's right. Let's ride into this sports talk because today there's a lot of litigation. There's memos. There's lawsuits. There's new deals. There's old deals. There's BS. There's drama. And today is going to be absolutely packed. The Neuralink. The Arrow. Mm. Tom Pellicero will be joining us in about 17 minutes to give us an update on everything that is currently happening in the House Oversight Committee trial of Roger Goodell, who's on a Zoom call right now. We have not watched a lot of these oversight committees. I will say C-SPAN is by far the worst production in the history of anything. Terrible. There are high school production companies that could do vastly better job than whoever's running C-SPAN because we watched for the UFO conversation. We couldn't hear any of the things that were being said or see any of the things that were being said. And today, they had Roger Goodell swearing in, which would have been a good clip for us all to see him doing the whole ha-ha thing, mm-hmm. the right hand up the, yep. on the... On the Bible. Yeah, on Wouldn't the cut to it. They finally cut to him. They got his name tag right over his entire face on the screen. Nonetheless... Roger Goodell is currently answering questions from quite a conflicted group of people in a committee. Yeah. I will say some of the people in the House Oversight Committee not exactly thrilled to be doing this on this particular day with everything else going on in the world. And I think a lot of people will obviously have some empathy for that notion. And then there's other people on that House Oversight Committee who are not fucking happy no. with what Dan Snyder's been up to for the last 20 years. I will say it does feel like Dan Snyder's about fucking dead because there has been some admission of guilt almost both from the NFL and Goodell in a uh, certain different papers that were put out there. It feels like Dan Snyder is on his way out. But that has been said no less than 30 times in the past. Dan Snyder is the consummate cockroach. He will survive. I think this one's going to be very difficult. We'll talk to Tom uh, Tom Pellicero about this monumental overhouse committee, oversight committee. Oversight. See, I don't even know this shit. House <laughs> Nothing's going to happen in there. The committee's fighting with each other more right. so than yeah. they're fighting with Goodell yep. or whatever. Classic um, government yeah. right in front of our eyes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll ask Tom about what's going to take place, how this is going to go. And if Dan Snyder was to be pushed out, how quickly does that happen? And when does the new ownership step in? And what has the NFL done to make sure that type of shit doesn't happen again in the future? I think that's a big question from the people in that oversight committee that are, you know, they want to get into the nuts and bolts of this. That's right. Oh, yeah. Roger Goodell said they turned over like 460,000 mm-hmm. things. Pages mm-hmm. of documents, yeah. That's a lot. A lot. Because the way it was like be painted is they didn't turn over anything. 460,000 documents. Now, who knows what size font that is? Is that double spacing? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, mm-hmm. is True. what's real, what Back isn't? But I'm learning a little bit. Tom Pellicero will hopefully teach us more. We'll talk about that in about 16 minutes, 14 minutes or so. Kevin Weeksy, former NHL goalie, Ooh, will join us Weeksy, in a second. Yeah. I want to talk about tonight's game four of the Lordo Stanley Cup Championship final. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who looked dead in Colorado, came all the way back last game. Will that be something that will continue to happen? We shall talk to weeks see about A.J. Hawks back after another Whoa, vacation. Wow. Really? All right. I didn't expect that. The old Tuesday vacation. Yep. Yeah. That's what he does. Can't wait to chat with him in a second hour. And then maybe your phone calls on the 5 Energy phone line, one 833 4 This hour, next hour, or the one after that. There's, you know, a lot of shit to talk about. Not a lot of it's positive. But, hey, this is the offseason of the NFL. The talk to the table is here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. One half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. Tone, beard looks good. Thank you. Mm. Just got cleaned up today. I appreciate that. Hey, shout Thank out you. to the back porch barber, JC, coming through, doing his work, doing his magic. Um, Ty, you're... you're 
the smart. I think you are deemed the smartest in this operation mm-hmm. because you got accepted into Harvard. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what you were able to accomplish from the ages of 13 to 17 and 18 will warrant you being the smartest person in this group for the rest of your life. Okay. It's a badge of honor. Is that what the fucking government always is? The UFO thing? Nothing. Terrible. No. Didn't tell us anything. Nope. Now Goodell's sitting there, and it's still going on right now, but it seemed like there was a lot of fighting with... At one point, Dr. Fox with two X's. Yep. Virginia. Virginia Fox, mm-hmm. who I believe has been... I mean, this is just judging from uh, book butts cover. She's been in power for yeah. no less than 70 years. Yeah. Long oh, yeah. time. Virginia Pro- plays no games. Yeah, she... What's that? <laughs> Uh, nickname short for Virginia is Ginny. Okay. Ginny really? Fox, Dr. Ginny Fox, yep. plays no games. She asked Adele at one point, do you think what we're doing right now is a proper use of taxpayer money? And Goodell goes, are you, are you talking yeah, to me? me. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking to me? And uh, yes, sir, Goodell, I am talking uh-huh. I am talking to you, Goodell. He goes, I don't know if I'm in a position to tell you what you should be spending your time on or not on. And then Rep. Donald from Florida led the entire thing off. Uh, Madam Speaker, I'd like some time. Uh, okay, uh, time is warranted to blah, blah, blah. With inflation, oil price, uh, border crisis, mm-hmm. uh, drugs that are killing everybody. Why are we spending time on the fucking NFL right now? That was how this thing started. Yeah. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Order. I would just like to know, what the fuck are we doing here? So then Carolyn, who's the head of this thing, yep. who had a 24-year-old with a mask on next to her, who was very much uh, pumping into this. Hit the this, gavel, hit the gavel. Hit the gavel, hit the gavel, hit the gavel. Tell him he is out of line, out of line, out of line. You're out of line, you're out of line, you're out of line. And then, boom, they go to somebody else. What is this all about? Why are we even here? Well, remember this in January. Yeah, we will just... Inside jokes happening yeah. now in this thing. What a shit show that is. If you're another country watching that, you have to think, oh, America's just one big clusterfuck over there. Yeah. Why is it like that? And is that how it always been since you got into Harvard? I just assume you know. See, I don't know if it's always been like that. And to your point, too, I mean, no one is watching C-SPAN. But I do remember from, like, you know, just like the steroids, like the baseball hearings and stuff like that, it feels like when you used to see it, it was much less adversarial. Like they were actually there till it's like all the fire was going at whoever was was in the hearing and who was kind of standing up for whatever had happened. Now they just can't wait to pick each other apart. You know, it's, I mean, cause like you said, that's not hyperbole. You're not being, you know, what like I said is what they said. Four yeah. consecutive people in a row. Again, I'd just like to reiterate what uh, you know, Council Councilman Fox just said. Like they did it four consecutive yep. times in a row. Like they, and Goodell's sitting in a Zoom. Are, are you talking to me? Me? Yeah. Or? I'm going to stay out of that. Mm-hmm. That's probably smart, Goodall. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we should have stayed out of this too with this tax. Pre- it was wild to me. They're not going to get any answers. I think the only thing we do know is that they left an open seat for Dan Snyder. It was very nice of them to yep. do that, even with a name tag, which right. Rep Donald from Florida even brought up. You have his fucking name tag here. <laughs> he said he wasn't going to come like a week ago. This is all for performance and blah, 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 which is all politics is nowadays, right? Yeah. Everything's bullshit. Yeah. How come the people... And this is us diving into a world that we don't know enough about. So, fuck off. I'm going to do it for the next four minutes or so. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's always people that are, you know, uh, advocates or speakers for political movements. Like, hey, this is what should happen. This is what should happen. This is what's happening. This is what should happen. Those people, okay? Always have been around. So then people get voted into positions to make change. And they think they're these people. 
Like, hey, no, these people are talking about what y'all motherfuckers need to do. These people that actually get voted in don't understand that, hey, you're the ones that are supposed to be doing the change, not talking about the change. Yeah. Like, I think there has to be two separated, like, things, you know? This would be like if a GM gets in there and talks about what his team should do, like what the pundits do about a team. Like, that team needs to get this, that team needs to get this. And then a GM comes out and says, you know, it would be nice if we got, well, it's fucking your job. Yeah, like, we'll like, that is what you do. I don't understand how this is what politics have gotten to. Once again, I don't know shit about fuck about that world, but it feels like everybody is a political pundit, even the people that are in politics mm-hmm. who, hey, they're doing a punditry about you. You're not supposed to do what they do. You're supposed to change the shit. And it feels like everything we dabble with, it's all bullshit. And everybody is just talking about what should happen when the people that are in there to do stuff don't do jack squat. I, how is this what we have got? I, I understand why people get into politics, by the way, because... I know nothing about that world. I understand that everybody's pissed off at everybody for everything and everybody's a better person than the other people are. But watching that is infuriating. If you are a human that has a brain at all and be like, how is this our country's best fucking offer here? And it's not. It's, it's clearly not. It, it's it, the, All of them. It started with the representative from, from Kentucky and they all basically everyone's just been like, what the fuck are we doing here? We got all these things going on in the country. Why are we investigating the Washington commanders right now? Yeah, it's a private entity. A couple of people said it's a private business, another private business. Why are we doing that? But they knew they were doing it. So how did we even get to the point that they're right. doing it? Didn't somebody have the things? Couldn't all these conversations have happened that was- beforehand? Oh, yeah. Like why are behind the... Behind closed doors convos happening publicly, it's because everybody just wants clout, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, so like this party wants clout because they want to be the one that investigated the toxic workplace, and we care about people more than anybody else. And then clearly the Republicans are like, "Nah, we're wasting our time doing this. There's much bigger problems that we should be looking into that actually affect the world, as opposed to just what's going on in the NFL." And they both think they're 100 percent right, and they're going to get to absolutely nowhere other than the fact that Dan Snyder's fucking dead long before this committee even came together today. And I would assume Roger. Goodell knew exactly what he was getting into. Roger Goodell comes from a judge family. Mm-hmm. He has been around. I think his dad was a politician. A lot of people said, uh, uh, somebody wrote Roger Goodell's opening statement, prepared statement. He's just going to read it. Roger Goodell wrote that fucking statement. Yeah. He is the lawyer that wrote that mm-hmm. statement. That's what he is. He could go in. I wish he was live and in person. Because yeah. I know yeah. he's in a Zoom call or whatever. He was in person, though. The way he would have just played that room mm-hmm. would have been next level. We'll talk to Tom Pelissero, I guess, about it in seven minutes. It's That was a shit show. Well, and to your point, like even the, the that was people, a fucking shit show. Well, you didn't even the people who don't want to be there still understand. Like, oh, well, I'm gonna cut a good promo right here because, like, any average one of these, like, we're not talking about it, but it's the NFL, so like, there are a lot more eyes on it, so guys can actually cut promos. And I think it just like we say it every election cycle, but the parties are so far apart every single time. Like, every year it gets worse and worse. So, like, how, how are they going to get anything done? Like Ever. It, yeah, it just, you know, like, one side thinks they're in the right, they won't budge. The other side thinks they're in the right, they won't budge. But then the people who, you know, who don't think we should be doing this are still like, oh, I'm going to take five minutes and cut a great fucking promo that my party's going to love. Well, not sure. only my yeah. party, but also my constituents right. are going to feel empowered. It's just... That was a mockery of anything right there. Not that, not that there was anything that happened bad. We are not saying that. Yeah. That was a complete mockery. Though. And what's coming about 2009 about uh, Daniel Snyder and what happened with uh, a cover-up and an investigation mm-hmm. and a, a dossier and a, and a private ghost investigation yeah. that they hired from within and then tried to sue the person that was doing it. And Roger Goodell came out and said unprecedented $10 million fine uh, was waged against Dan Did we know that? 
I think so. I didn't remember that. I don't remember that. That was 2009. I was a rookie, so I don't, I don't know if I would have looked into it or not. But like these types of things have happened to Dan Snyder. I don't know how this fucking guy has survived yeah. at yeah. all. Well, Best league in the world. Profits only going like this. All eyes on this league. Every rich human now is looking to buy a team. I don't know how this guy has survived. I have no idea how he survived. June 2nd, it came out in all these headlines uh, that they were fined $10 million, the Washington football team. Ten, June 2nd of this year. Um, but oh, so uh, that's, that's 13 years yeah, later? Yeah, right. what? The one representative also uh, just asked uh, Goodell why Dave Portnoy is banned from NFL games. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Excited we're going to get an answer for that. Did Goodell answer? He Go- said he's not aware of that issue. Did Goodell answer? No, he said I'm not aware of that issue. See, that is... <laughs> what are they doing? Listen, if Prez gets back into some games, congratulations. I'm happy something happened out of this. Mm-hmm. But how is that... Correct. To a lot of the people's points, how is that what's going on right now with people that are elected officials? Isn't there some war still going on? Oh, yeah. Big war going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't there deals being made now with terrible countries for oil yeah, and everything like Isn't there inflation at an all-time high where people were given money to do stuff, and all of a sudden, guess what? That money is now to survive, and it's Hey, that's probably going to go away. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to go away. The market probably going to do the same thing. I feel like a lot of people are on that side. That's why a lot of those people on that committee decided to do it. But the fact that this even took place is the problem with everything, right? If you're going to do it, let's at least get something out of it as right. opposed to a bunch of bullshit. I, 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 it's broken. feels like the system's broken. And I think they did subpoena Dan Snyder, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. well, why don't you fucking do that last week and get him here today so that like he had to be there? Like, it just you He's know. in France right now. Mm-hmm. On his boat, parked at a resort mm-hmm. near a resort. And who what? said that? One of the uh, reps, the main woman, I believe. Yeah, U.S. Rep. Carolyn B. Maloney, who is the head of this oversight yeah, committee, she is chairwoman. She's a Democrat from New York. Yeah, the gavel. She wielded the gavel. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, Mr. Snyder is in France, where he has docked his luxury yacht near a resort town. That should tell you just how much respect he has for women in the workplace. That's right. That's why. <laughs> I'll tell you what. They, there's some alarming stuff coming out, though. Yeah, yeah. 13 years it took for us to hear about that, which, you know, would be nice to hear how that was covered up for so long. How come nobody knew about it? With all the fans, investigations, insiders, how do we not find out until June? And how has this guy kept his job? How has this guy kept his position as an owner? Those are all great questions. Well, those get asked. Yeah, well, none of those were asked. Yeah. <laughs> those questions <laughs> were asked. I don't know how. They asked Goodell, and he just told them, you know, the $10 million fine on the other thing. But when Ty brings up the baseball, like, that's why we're not getting anything. Because, you know, when it was Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and the guys who were in the report were there and they could ask some questions. Like, this is all about Snyder. Obviously, Goodell kind of is the king no, of the castle. In the I think league. you're being a bit naive here. If Dan Snyder was there, if Roger Goodell was there, these motherfuckers were still making it about themselves. You don't think they dive into Snyder? These people would make it about that. Literally, everybody is just, anytime a microphone is in front of one of these, uh-huh. and this comes from limited knowledge, so I apologize. It's just feels like a couple of, everything's a promo. Mm-hmm. Everything's a commercial. Everything is trying to get more votes so you can stick around forever and do absolutely nothing for the rest of your life and still get paid for it. Feels like that is what politics is now. Great. Yes. And they just said they wanted the report out, and then Goodell said they didn't, and then one of the ladies who was in the report said that they would redact their names. Is that what's going to happen as well? So Roger Goodell said, and we'll talk to Tom Pellicero in like two minutes. Roger Goodell said that the reason why they didn't put out the entire report is because some of the people that cooperated for their report did not want anybody to know their names. So for their privacy, they decided not to make it all public. Now, mm-hmm. it was an oral breakdown of what the report was. It was never put onto paper. And I'm sure 
that is that is certainly because he's a much better you know audio learner mm -hmm. than a reader. Right. I'm sure that is what Roger Goodell would say. But there is a lot of things that are like. Well, that's fishy. That's fishy. Us not learning something for 13 years? That's fishy. Yeah. How does that happen? All those answers could get answered today. And they won't. They won't, no. Then we'll go on tomorrow. There'll be something else that everybody's pissed off about. Cool. And they'll tell the politicians you should do something. And the politicians will be like, yeah, what they said. We should do something. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. And then another thing will come. It won't. It won't happen. And then another thing will come. Hey, you guys should do something. Yeah. Good idea. That's what I'm here for. Sure. I'm going to do something. It won't. Next thing will happen. And then it's just a never anything. Then when campaigns come around, it's you should see how bad this person is yeah. and how great I am. Look what I'll do. They won't. And then it's just a continuous never cycle. cycle. Mm -hmm. Is that what politics is? Kind of seems like. And then you just squeeze the congressional baseball game in there somewhere yeah. and then let them all have fun together. <laughs> and outside of that, then the cycle continues. Remember that. We're so like, fucked. Yeah. Aren't we? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot out there. I mean, we are fucked. Has been for a while, it feels like. Joining us now is a man who probably knows a lot more than we do. This guy <laughs> can read a memo quicker than anybody. Yep. Yeah, he can. Mm -hmm. He reads memos so quick and puts them out onto the internet that we actually believe that he potentially is hooked up to a Neuralink in the back of his head where they just feed information into his brain so that he doesn't even have to read. It just goes right out. Mm -hmm. We don't know if he can read three, four lines at a time or if it literally is just uploaded into his brain immediately upon release. Uh, joining us now, the Arrow. That is always pointing up from the NFL Network, Tom Pelissero. Yes. Tom, What's up, boys? Hey, I've never in my life had a more perfect day to chat with Tom Pelissero than today. <laughs> you hear me? Today is the Neuralink's day. You today's a big memo day, isn't it? Today's a big memo day, Tom. Feels like we've got a lot of things going on right now that have very little to do with actual football. So, yes, to the extent that that's my wheelhouse, uh, I, I'm active today. Well, I think we got to take Neuralink out, shake it, blow on it, and plug it back in, uh, get you a little bit more clear. It's probably our end, not yours. Uh, okay, can you take the AirPods off? Can I take them off? Yeah. Speak. Can you hear us? Oh, uh, no. Tom's hey, we'll call you back, Tom. We'll call you back. Call you back. The NFL Shit. Network has in their AirPods. Happens with rap. Yeah, because I think people tell you to do that so you cancel out all outside noise. Yeah, but what happens on the other side is the AirPods are good for in-ear, but the speaker stinks. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. So the speaker pops and blows out without thinking it because they're not thinking that when they're making the AirPods. No. They're saying, hey, we'll cancel out all the noise. The mm -hmm. sound will be good. But you trying to talk the other way, not going to be good. And that's not how Steve Jobs would have no, had no, it. No, no, no. That, that was, was not different. his vision. But that's the modern... That's the modern Apple. Welcome everyone. to the modern world. He has the AirPods back in, you said? Tom Pellicero, what's going on, pal? Do you want him in or out? Out! Out, out Tom! Listen, to you hear that thing? Jeez! God, God Tom. Tom! Out, Tom! All right. Here we go. You sound good, Tom. We apologize. I understand what you're trying to do to cancel out all outside noise and everything like that, but the AirPods speakers aren't good enough to handle how great your voice is. It pops. It does things like that. And we would like to hear the arrow, Tom Pellicero, on this monumental day for the NFL. Roger Goodell, House Oversight Committee. Now, we are all, we are all given his opening remarks or whatever. He repeated word for word there. And then there was a big battle in the Oversight Committee <laughs> about whether or not they should even be doing this. Is there going to 
come anything from this? And how come it took 13 years for us to find out about the 2009 Dan Snyder $10 million fine and everything like that? That seems to be a bit fishy. And is that what Goodell's going to have to answer for most in this entire thing? Well, the $10 million fine was just a couple of years ago, but it was with regard to a variety of different okay. uh, conduct issues and allegations that had arisen that were part of the Beth Wilkinson investigation that had taken place and led to an oral report that was given to the commissioner, but not a written report, which is where a lot of the angst from uh, some of the various women who had had different accusations against members of the organization, including Snyder himself, uh, that had been a point of frustration. That is a big part of the driving reason that we are having. Uh, the congressional hearing today. You know What's come out since then have been multiple women accusing Daniel Snyder himself of sexual harassment. And in the case of the uh, allegation that came out in the Washington Post story last night um, in 2009 of sexual assault. And these are team employees or former team employees uh, making serious allegations. Uh, Mary Jo White has been investigating um, the allegation made by uh, Miss Johnston that came out about a year or so ago. Now you have an additional allegation you would certainly imagine because there was a settlement and there was money exchange that the NFL would be aware of that at this point and Mary Jo White would be aware of that. But this is just all part of the pattern of, uh, frankly, embarrassment yes. that the commander's organization has produced for the NFL. Now, to the extent that Roger Goodell, in his statement, makes a point of saying, yes, it was unacceptable, there was bullying, there was harassment, but the organization now bears little resemblance to that in terms of a culture, it certainly stopped short of indicating that the NFL um, you know, is aggressively going to push for uh, Daniel Snyder to lose the team or additional sanctions. But again, that's all subject to the additional investigation uh, that's still ongoing by Mary Jo White. And when we get the results of that, she's also investigating Stephen Ross and the Dolphins right now. Whenever those uh, come to light, there will be, uh, I'm sure, more more debate about the findings and what should be done about it. Tom, we appreciate you breaking things down and make it easier for us to understand. We appreciate your information. How come Dan Snyder, he's just cockroach, huh? This guy, like, it, it just seems like you know, when the Washington Post first couple exposés came out back to back, boom, what was that, last year, maybe? Yeah, yeah last year. Two mm -hmm. years ago, it came out. It was uh, the narrative coming from the Daniel Snyder camp is, oh, this is somebody, like, Bezos wants me out so he can buy the team. Like, that was kind of the narrative, I feel, that was being pushed. Like, oh, this is a hit. This is an attack on Dan Snyder. They're trying to cancel us. Then now, even as Roger Goodell spoke about how terrible it was and how bad everything, it feels like this has just been one of the worst places to work in the world <laughs> for, like, underneath Dan Snyder's leadership for so long. What would somebody have to do to get kicked out of the biggest league on earth, the best league on earth, an absolute cash cow forever, the NFL? What would somebody have to do if this wasn't it? And how much of the stories that we have heard have been wrong? I don't think any of them, right? Everything we have heard has basically been accurate on, on that type of stuff. And how does he stick around so long? He must just have dirt on everybody? Is that what it is? Well, the memo from the House Oversight Committee backs up a lot of the reporting that has been done and additionally adds about the shadow investigation that the committee says Dan Snyder was running, building dossiers on the reporters from the Washington Post and elsewhere, getting their private phone records and um, their social media activity and, and everything else. It, it's difficult. It is possible. The owners have the right that they can remove an owner. But think about it this way. There's 
32 of those franchises that are available, which means you have 32 people ultimately controlling who is going to end up in those seats. And there are checks and balances, even though teams can be sold, they still have to be approved. There's various channels by which they're approved at a league level. Obviously, the membership eventually has to um, you know, approve as well. But when you have owners who are ensnared in uh, whatever the allegations might be, and certainly there have been a number of them in recent years who have been accused of um, various things, not identical to what Daniel Snyder has been accused of, at least in terms of the breadth, but certainly other things, the moment that you remove one owner, that opens a door to potentially, well, now what's the standard for removing other owners? Got it. And so I think that there's a natural element of protection within the group. But let's make no mistake here. There are plenty of people within the league who are embarrassed by just the nonstop stuff, the reports and the allegations and everything else surrounding the commanders. I mean, think about it. Just in the past year. Okay, you have the a number of women uh, cheerleaders talking about Daniel Snyder had their pictures given to him. You have other former employees talking about being bullied and harassed on the job, and in multiple cases, uh, sexually harassed directly or sexually assaulted by Daniel Snyder. You have on uh, you have the John Gruden uh, email scandal that involves Bruce Allen and the nexus of that and who leaked it. That's an entire storyline. On the field, you have players punching each other on the sideline. You have Poop pipes uh, you know, Jack Del Rio obviously hurts. getting fined $100,000 <laughs> uh, recently for comments that he made that Ron Rivera said were a distraction to the team. It just seems like there's always something going on. And you can certainly say, well, these are all different people. These are all different areas. Daniel Snyder, according to Roger Goodell, to the best of his knowledge, is not involved in the day-to-day right now. But it's still all comes under Dan Snyder's leadership. And for two decades, there have been sort of one thing after another. It all seems to be coming to a head here in a way that is unusual uh, within NFL ownership. And depending in particular on what comes of the allegations of uh, sexual assault, uh, that certainly will be one of the guiding forces in exactly what direction this goes from here. I can see how the other business people who are in business together would say, well, if we set a precedent of getting rid of one over one owner, that could be you or, you or me if something happens. And somebody in the room is probably going to be like, we can put a fucking Dan Snyder closet. Listen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has done more than he could ever need to do to get run out of doing business with us. Which leads me to this. He's getting subpoenaed, I guess, next week out of his uh, yacht in France next to a resort con as the uh, gavel swinger representative mm-hmm. Carolyn... Maloney. Maloney said uh, he's getting subpoenaed for next week. So he'll just plead the fifth in there? Will they fight each other the entire time like we watched today? And will they bring up all these cases plus the fact that he was allegedly running a separate book and not telling the rest of the NFL the amount of money he was making off of college games? And is that a part of this whole thing as well? And to a lot of the people's point in there, what can the oversight committee do other than just bring attention to this publicly? Because I saw that was a lot of the reps in there said, what the fuck are we doing this for? We got a lot of other problems. Like, that was a very mm-hmm. real thing. I don't know much about politics. That was a shit show in there. But uh, is, is that going to get brought up to Dan Snyder as well? And will they make a ruling? Or what, what is the end game for this entire thing? Well, first of all, Daniel Snyder's entire history is a very litigious one. I would anticipate that he would fight the subpoena like he has fought virtually everything else, including the league, including his own business partners, including other owners, 
uh, on a variety of issues. So it's not a, a slam dunk. There could be a procedure here that takes a little bit, but uh, we'll see. You know, Daniel Snyder had multiple opportunities. He turned them down uh, to talk to the committee, saying that the timing was bad because he was in France. Uh, and also that they had not turned over the investigative info that he wanted to testify. So there's still some things that need to fall in place. To the point of what's actually going to come of this, there are multiple pieces of legislation uh, that the Chairwoman Maloney has put forward regarding uh, harassment uh, and retaliation in the workplace. Those are you know, significant societal issues that are not limited to the NFL. This feels like this is the touchstone by which uh, she... And the people on her side of the aisle would like to advance uh, some of those issues. I also watched the same thing you did, Pat. I was I was kind of glad that you guys called me when you did because the guy had just brought out bar graphs, and I feel like whenever you get to the bar graph portion of the hearing, like you're you're officially off the rails. Everybody's gonna <laughs> gonna glaze over. It's I mean I, I didn't think we would get and listen. This is not a political statement. I, I have take sides on nothing here. I didn't think, though, we were going to get seven minutes of ranting about Joe Biden annihilating America before we even heard <laughs> from the commissioner. Like, that was not Dude. on my bingo card. How about Dr. Fox? Hey, Tom, 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 Tom. How about Dr. Fox going, um, uh, Mr. Goodall? <laughs> yeah. Do you think that this is a good use of taxpayers' money? And Roger going, are you talking to me? <laughs> like, yeah, he did. Are you the, and, uh, yes, sir. He, well, I am not the person that should be indicating what you guys should be spending your time on or not time on. It was like, that was a shit show. That was, that there, was, there's a fair, right. There's a fair point, I think, in general, and I, I cover the NFL. I don't cover the government. But there's certainly a fair point of what should you be using at a time like this where a lot of stuff's messed up in the country. Where should you be using your resources as Congress? What should you be trying to have oversight over? Again, this is part of a macro issue that's really important. It's about the treatment of women. It's about harassment in the workplace. But yes, the, the back and forth, and, and the point I was going to make too, is this, this is just a, a point of scrutiny for me personally. If you're going to go on a rant about the First Amendment as a congressperson, you probably should be properly explaining what the First Amendment is. Oh, it is not about the guy from Barstool. Tom. It's not about Dang. Jack Del Rio, what he says publicly gets punished by his employer. It literally says Congress cannot make laws restricting religion and the right to assembly and freedom of speech and freedom of the press. That's what it is. So grilling Roger Goodell about whether he believes in the First Amendment because somebody got fined for something they said by their private employer is the microcosm of what's wrong with every debate that we have in this country right now. We can't even agree what the letter of the rules are that we are arguing about, and it's just this we're talking fucked. at back and forth thing, and this was a good example. Tom, we're fucked. I don't get into politics much. Um, I try, because I, I want to have a happy life, you know? Like, I would like to have a happy life. I am not confident or comfortable in my knowledge to utilize my platform to tell people how they should think or how they should vote. Like, I think a lot of people should maybe take a little self-awareness on whether or not they're in a position to be telling other people how they should feel, okay? That, that is that whole thing. But we let off with this. It feels like, as an outsider looking into the political world, and us having to dive into it here, and also the UFO hearing a couple weeks, had to dive, uh, had to. Had to dive into that. There is... You know, people that yell about what needs to change, right? They, uh, what is that? A political advocate, a whatever, a pundit, pundit, a, yeah, a whatever, the, a, whatever. Like, there's people that speak and rally yeah. for people in the political world. 
Then these politicians get voted in, and they become those people as well. And it's like, no, those motherfuckers are talking to you. You know, we don't need everybody to be a political pundit, especially if you're in polit you're voted in to make the change. I said this would be like a general manager going from TV saying, hey, this team needs to add this, this, and this, and then a GM getting on TV and saying, well, our team needs to do this, this, and this. Well, motherfucker, you're the one making the decision. It's like, that is kind of, I think, the problem with all of this. And follow-up, will anything come from Dan Snyder sitting there? Absolutely not, right? Like, we're not going to get anything from this entire thing. And will the NFL ever let us know everything that's happening? And how does everybody else view Dan Snyder with any respect at all at this point, you know? Well, Daniel Snyder rarely speaks publicly. So having him in any type of a public speaking setting, much less one as contentious as what we saw today and being asked about things like sexual harassment, sexual assault, would be compelling just to see how he would react. Again, there's steps here in terms of the subpoena process, which he surely will fight, and whether he actually ends up sitting there and whether he says anything uh, of substance, it, you know, in terms of what comes out of and what we end up finding out about the additional investigations, I think it's fair to say that the uh, women who have gone public with their stories and have tried um, with some degree of success, because we're having a congressional hearing today to get the uh, Beth Wilkinson report released, uh, certainly have created an environment in which if the NFL does not put out the findings of Mary Jo White's investigation into what is now multiple allegations against Daniel Snyder himself, um, you know, there is going to be uh, consequences for that publicly. So, you know, the NFL and Roger Goodell reiterated the point today, even though some of the women have come forward, the NFL stance is, well, there's other people who spoke, including current team employees, who if we put the entire report with all the investigative findings out there, then those people will be easily identified. They can be retaliated against. I'm not saying that's the correct uh, interpretation or the correct approach, but that's what the NFL has been saying. Does that change now that everything is pointing at one person with allegations that have already become public, we'll see. And that may take a little bit of time here to, uh, to all roll out. Rep. Byron Donalds from uh, Florida, he said, me personally, I'm a Cowboys fan. So if the product of the Commanders is not good on the field, that's great for me personally. <laughs> Would love to keep Dan Snyder around. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is this – is, why does it have to be this way, Tom? You, you're what, Representative uh, Donalds. Is the same guy. This I, I'm again. I don't follow this closely enough. I don't have C-SPAN on in my house, but like this seemed to be his moment. He also was getting gaveled. You know, he was oh, getting yeah. the all right. He, he let this thing your time. You got to yield back. And he goes, "Ma'am, you can bang that gavel all you want. I don't really care." Like, <laughs> I feel like is like what the founding fathers had in mind. Like this is what it's going to look like. I know what Parliament looks like what in the UK, but like dude. here, like I don't think that. Sports fans don't often, I don't often just click into these types of hearings and then you do and you're like, I, no wonder we're not getting anything done here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where we are. I, I never did. Yeah. But all those people judge the sports world. You know, they all think they're smarter than sports folks. Like I've obviously accidentally ended up at a happy hour where some of these fucks are and <laughs> these type of people are. And the way they talk to like athletes and people that are in the world, like we're the biggest idiots and dipshits on earth. You fucking suck at your job. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your job is, but it's you suck at it. <laughs> Everybody over there, it is. And the C-SPAN producer, whoever's putting that TV together, that's Boy. like a junior high television broadcast, is it not? Well, this would be like, okay, so you got three-man booths on TV, right? You got the play-by-play <laughs> -play guy, who would be like the cheerwoman here, and then you got the two color analysts 
and they'd be like the all right one person on each side of the aisle right but it would be like if they were watching the game and on every play they didn't disagree with like oh that was a good play bad play you should have done this like they disagreed with what just happened it was like boy and uh. what a pass there by brady 15 yard gain the other guy went no that's a four-yard loss. Look at it right there. I see it. He would. It just, if that was every single play, that's where we are right now. Like that's not. Again, this is not a political statement, but it's just like it's not productive, man. When you can't Tom. argue on the same set of facts. Tom. Tom. Opinions is different. Facts is a whole other thing. Tom, today has really been an eye opener for me. You know, I, I have lived my life with blinders on, away from that whole thing. <laughs> like I'm just going to bebop through life without it. I can see how people will watch that and think to themselves. There has to be better people than these motherfuckers that can get into the political world. But I believe if that, it just seems like that's our system. Yeah. Like that's just how it's going to go forever, I guess. What, Tom, where'd you get? Did you get accepted? Where'd you go to school? Boston College. Oh yeah. Ooh, BC. Well, that's pretty good, right? They named the stadium after you too, right? I assume. I lasted one class in uh, taking econ and then dropped out of my finance major to go to communications. 20 years later, here I am. Uh, so you're a communications major. Uh, no yeah, offense really to count. you, but I think we could all get through a communications. Disregard degree. everything else I just said. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture of you with uh, from high school on Good Morning Football when my guy D-Butt was on there. You looked awesome, dude. I think, I think that was college, yeah. The uh, the when in my earring, puka shell necklace, uh, spiky hair phase. Hell yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was something for the ages. There, I believe that was one of those great off season topics that I know you love, Pat. It was like, <laughs> what's the fashion statement oh, that so you mad. regret? And my answer was everything I did in college. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got so mad watching that show because you know D butts our guy, and he is his football knowledge is unbelievable. Also, hilarious dude. Cliff Kingsbury gives this entire um, like soundbite from a press conference about what he was trying to do at McVeigh's wedding, and you guys don't even follow up with what he said. You go straight into Kyle Brandt wearing a hat, and you're like, "What's the worst fashion advice?" You ever? <laughs> I'm like, "My guy Darius is getting a shot to be on the fucking show. Can you not have him break down what you're doing?" But I understand Good Morning Football is good time. Good time. You enjoy that show? They're in the middle of quite a makeover right now, Tom. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it's great filling in. I think me and D Butter out there next month uh, in New York in studio doing oh, it together. I'm oh, right. back in studio so next month. Go. Okay, is that break back? You got you got the call. No remote show this time. You'll be in person. Yeah, it's fun. And, and honestly, like the producers do a phenomenal job. Listen, you guys can talk about you know the NBA playoffs. You can talk baseball. Like we had to find a way for three hours in that morning to like connect everything somehow to football fashion statement thing was slightly out of the box but like <laughs> continuing to like get that show going for three hours and find new ways into it yeah. is a difficult thing in the off season so they do a really good job of just like finding ways to connect it and yeah the it, thing you know, things have changed changed there kyle's still around peter of course is is still around too i've seen the reports that i can't comment on on uh the new host of the show but jamie Erdahl. if that yeah. is true they've made a fantastic choice with someone i've known for a a very long time. Um, it, it's a great. It's a great group. It's a really well-run show. It's a lot of fun. Emmy winner over there. Yeah. Congrats to them. Uh, the boys have a couple questions for you. Is that all right, Tom? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead, Ty. Tom, the NFLPA uh, in the Deshaun Watson situation was saying that they're going to kind of use Daniel Snyder and how he hasn't been punished maybe in like their argument. Do you think what happens to Dan Snyder has any bearing on what punishment Deshaun Watson will eventually get? They can certainly make uh, the argument, and in particular because he was not uh, charged, Deshaun Watson was not charged uh, with any crimes. Uh, two grand juries declined to indict him. Uh, having said that, there's other players that have 
not been uh, charged and have ended up uh, facing discipline. Now, certainly, I mean, you can make uh, logical connections uh, to, in particular, Robert Kraft and, and what he had um, you know, went through several years ago, but it's still a different disciplinary process, and it's one that's collectively bargained. So the issue is not merely fairness. It's also about what is uh, being collectively bargained, and it, it's a new process. I think this is the part that like has not gotten enough attention. It's not the NFL handing down discipline now. It's the NFL and the NFLPA both making their argument about what the discipline should be. And then it's a former federal judge who is going to make that initial uh, disciplinary decision. Both sides can appeal the initial disciplinary decision. This is the first time it's happened in a a high-profile case before. My sense would be that it's unlikely that you're going to see substantive change upon an appeal, that the discipline is probably going to be uh, the discipline in this case. But it's also, you know, outside the scope of anything that uh, that we've seen so far. The 20 civil uh, settlements that they reached uh, in the past several days here that were really were done last fall and they just finally are getting finalized now, um, you know, certainly would advance the ball in terms of them having their arms wrapped around this thing a little bit more. But it doesn't necessarily change the timeline of when this is going to be adjudicated. I still believe we're going to know on discipline mm-hmm. prior to the start of training camp. Um, but, you know, getting that before the 4th of July holiday, which had kind of always been the target, uh, may be less likely than it was before. The House Oversight Committee ain't going to be on the same page before 4th no. of July. No. Uh-uh. They, do, well, they all – is 4th of July even a thing they all agree on? Do they all agree on even 4th of July being a thing? So. I doubt it. What do they agree on, you think, over sense. there, Tom? Anything? Martinis. I mean, based on that hearing, it doesn't seem like a, a great deal here. I mean, here's the other thing, too. So, you know. Good old, they called him. <laughs> to, get, to get away from, like, just so nobody thinks that this is like a political thing, there's, there's valid points made, okay, on the opposite side of the aisle from where the chairwoman is about, like, there's a lot of bad stuff right now in the country. There's, like, crises and stuff. You should address it. It doesn't diminish the most what we're recent to get done over here. Pat Fallon. hearing was on the other stuff that we're not talking about, but apparently we are now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that a great deal gets done to the extent that there's real legislation that could have help real people, real women across the country. To that extent, if it furthers that goal, uh, then I would say that, yes, something can actually get accomplished. Congressman Pat Fallon uh, just went through a list of nicknames for Tom Brady, including the real Slim Brady as he took his point to deflate gate for oh, Roger Goodell. Nice. Okay, that's a good This one. is going well. Yeah. yeah. This is going well. Tom scratching his head. This <laughs> 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 is a joke, Tom. Uh, this is a joke. This is, you know how like people are embarrassed around the NFL about having the commanders in there? And by the way, us as stewards of the game, we are as well because we got to talk about it every <laughs> single uh, time this dude's fuck-up comes to light yeah. in the past. We have mm-hmm. to talk about it, so it's a little bit embarrassing. I'm embarrassed by what I've seen over there. Yeah, yeah. By the adults that act like they're smarter and higher and mightier than all of us in the way they're handling themselves over there. They need to get off those high horses. Yeah. They need to get off those high horses over there. You ain't doing fucking shit. You guys are just wasting time. Connor, your question for Tom Pelissero. Yeah, Tom, between this commander's investigation and the Gruden investigation, is there anything that could actually happen to Goodell, or is this mostly based on the teams? Well, if at some point the owners decide that Roger Goodell has mishandled things, then when it comes time to negotiate his new contract, which is probably not far away, then they could make a choice to go in another direction. You know, that's the that's the logical thing in terms of you know actual discipline. I'm not sure who would discipline him or or sanction him. It probably would be more so, you know, if at some point there's you know some type of a revelation that comes to light that 
owners decide is a point of no return, um, you know, then maybe potentially uh, that could impact Goodell's future. But you think about some of the past crises that Roger Goodell has navigated, probably most notably in 2014 with Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson and Greg Hardy and everything that uh, played out through the course of that season. Um, Goodell survived that. He it remained the commissioner. And I think that there's a lot of goodwill, too, that's been built up for Roger Goodell over the past two years through COVID to play every game to be able to retain your revenue to a large degree, keep the thing on track, even though, you know, there are many, many people who had a hand in that. Goodell, along with, you know, his relationship with Demora Smith from the NFL Players Association, the way those two sides worked together to keep the thing on track when every other sports league was losing games and guys not showing up and everything else, um, that's that's something that you can't, you know, well, you can put a price on it, I guess. It'll be the price of his next contract. But it's something that's really, really valuable for the owners, um, and the only way that he would not, you know, be commissioner anymore is if the owners, enough of them, decide we've got to go in a different direction. I see they're trying to find Demory Smith's successor uh, for the NFLPA. You just talked about Goodell's maybe next contract. I thought he was up before the next CBA. He's not thinking about retiring. You don't think? Why would you? I guess sixty billion dollars. You're the head of the biggest league on earth. There's no thought of maybe another commissioner or somebody new coming in there. Or is Roger going to run this till the wheels fall off? You think? Well, the next C- the CBA expires, I think, after the 2031 season. So, yes, I would anticipate that there's a new commissioner um, before then. Goodell's contract, though, is up prior to that. So, does he take one more term? Is there a you know some type of a transition process? I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I would tell you there's not a clear candidate that people within the league believe has been identified that this is the guy, the Adam Silver, who's just going to step in and he's going to run it and boom, we're rolling. Um, I don't know exactly what the process is going to be. Is it going to be an NFL lifer? Is it going to be somebody uh, from the outside? There's a lot of big decisions that need to be made uh, in that regard. And in terms of the the NFLPA, yes, they reelected DeMora Smith last year, but they did it with a new clause in their um their document, their collective, not collective bargaining agreement, but their, the NFLPA document that says now it's not an automatic set number of years. They agreed that DeMorris could get um, as little as one more year on his term. Now, he's already served that out. So at this point, um, it's a little bit nebulous in terms of what direction that goes. But there's a process that the executive committee will go through uh, and they'll tab the new one. And yes, in all likelihood, by 2030, 2031 or Whenever that CBA gets reopened and we start negotiating on the new one, you would anticipate it's going to be two new people at the forefront of that. Can't wait to see how that goes. Go ahead, Tom. Tom, um, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, and the Steelers had a great signing yesterday in Larry Ogunjobi, who famously threw Mason Rudolph to the ground in the Miles Garrett incident. Do you think there's any way they do a fight to the death in the winter, maybe uh, gets traded before training camp, and we know who's going to win that one? So any chance Mason gets traded before training camp? Uh, There is a possibility Mason Rudolph gets traded before training camp, but not because of uh, any perceived aggression on behalf of or in turn to Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, You know, Ogunjobi is a good pickup. He's he's a good player. Uh, He's been on some good teams. He had the injury that got red flagged by the Bears. That's why his deal fell through there. So I don't know the exact numbers yet on the Ogunjobi deal, but you would anticipate the Steelers got a potential bargain uh, on him uh, if and when he's cleared. It is a unique situation, but it's not the first time that we've seen two guys who have had some type of you know, past issue between them end up on the same team. 
This one, a little bit higher stakes uh, regarding the allegations of the racial epithet and everything else that went into it. But I would certainly not anticipate that uh, Mason Rudolph is all that concerned about Joby coming in the locker room or vice versa. Hey, Tom, we appreciate you today, man. Today was a lot to sort through. It sounds like you're trying to do the same thing we are, and you're just much smarter and better at it than we are. If any of these memos come into that brain, please let us know, please. I will, Pat. Thanks for having me. Happy to do it. Hey, I appreciate you taking those AirPods off. Wait till you hear this back. Sounds so much better. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. Send me something different. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to accommodate. Oh, we'll send you a light, too. Yeah. 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 Tom, we'll get you good. Maybe send you one of those necklaces you had on from college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hookah. Yeah, there it is. You're yeah, the I best. might have one of those around here. We'll uh, see next time. NFL Network Insider, the Neuralink, Sirius XM, NFL Radio host, Tom Poser. Thank yeah, you, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's ride. Hour two here is going to see the return of a great. Because mm. although the toxic table at Ty Schmidt and at Boston Connor have been here every single day, we've been live over the last few weeks, obviously. Mm-hmm. And at Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer, Dad Cowboys, he has been here. And all the boys in the back, aside from Gumpy, who got deported, obviously. Right. And we hope his love stories come together. Joining us now, making a rare appearance here <laughs> in the middle of the summer, is a former college football national champion, Whoa. a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor. Survivor, private, private plane survivor, and a man's going to break down the House Oversight Committee hearings today on Roger Goodell. Ladies and gentlemen, the face of Ohio. Uh, Ohio State just got the trademarked for the Ohio State. That is an actual thing that happened in the world today. AJ Haas. AJ, welcome back. Wow. Yeah, good to be here. How are you guys doing? <laughs> God, it's good to see you, man. Feels it like is. we haven't seen you in forever. So much has happened. How are you doing? How was yesterday? I was good, about 100 degrees, but had a little slight breeze, and I bombed a few drives and hit many out of bounds. So, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a golf day. Uh, first time picking up the clubs in some time. How do you feel going into Tahoe just a few weeks away now? I feel like my game is really rounding into form. I'm trying to really <laughs> bring it out of the pocket like you've been teaching me, like I'm watching your film. But I did watch your guys' little highlight film you put together uh, there during the break after uh, Zito brought me on. You guys all have good swings. Nick, Evie, you, you guys all look like golfers. Well, Nick's a country club guy now. His country club is so nice. Really? So nice. Yeah. I mean, I helped build it with my money. Sure. Nick's money has got him in there. Thank you, Pat. No problem. I was a member there for a few years, never went. They did a full upgrade, I guess, on everything there, including mm-hmm. the course. It was gorgeous. Beautiful. Should probably become a member again. Uh I'll never go, though. It's uh, whatever the case. Welcome anytime. Nick's the only Italian there, I think. I think he's the first Italian ever that there. That place stinks. He, well, it's, it's awesome, man. It's actually, <laughs> We're breaking barriers, Tone. Yeah, he's breaking. Well, this this city stinks because it doesn't have any Italian, so I'm not surprised. Well, Nick got really good at golf, though. Like, Nick is yeah. from a few months ago till now. Nick is a much better golfer. Foxy grew up on a country club. we got to remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's had, a, he's had a golf coach since high school. Sure. So if yeah. he hits something good bad. Good for you, Evie. I've yeah. never been to a country That's club until true. I went to Nick's. Never had a swing coach my whole life. You were no, the golf, you team. Have golf, coach? Um, golf coach. No, didn't. the golf coach literally said, oh, you have a slice? Oh, just aim a little bit more left. Oh, yeah, sure. right. okay. I caught myself. Like yeah, okay. okay. All right, Bubba Watson, whatever the case. <laughs> uh, no, Foxy, great golfer. Foxy's very good golfer. He plays like a 90-year-old man, but it's uh, he puts up great scores. He hit like 190 down the middle every shot. He uses a two-wood off the deck. He wouldn't even use the driver. He did bust out the driver late in the round. Did. did the same exact thing as the two-wood. I don't know why we haven't just tried to work on that. Yeah. But he's just a steady golfer. You know, steady golfer. Here we're doing that. And that's how you're supposed to golf, I think, AJ. No, that is absolutely – I mean, sure. You can golf <laughs> no. however you want, I guess. He's 
legitimately upset if Foxy yeah. played. Immediate <laughs> no. I mean, because you're not 85 years old yet, man. Come on, you're like 12, It's way Foxy. more fun to hit fairways, to hit greens, to putt, and get pars. It is. Then searching for balls, hitting out of the heather, <laughs> everything like that. Like at Tahoe, we'll get a practice round, what, that Thursday? Yeah, it's like a pro-am day. Yeah, you get to see the course and play it. Will I be with Shamble. you? Will I be with you that day or no? No, you'll be with a, a group, probably like four other people. You play a shamble, they call it. Fuck. That's you'll love they, that. That sounds fun. You'll be there. <laughs> I didn't know that was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, though, luckily, all the groups that come out to play in that are cool. Like, they like to party, they like to have fun, they like to play well. Yeah. Did you say, though? Everybody's you, always the funniest person, you know? Oh, yeah. Whenever I'm around, you know? I thought you had to go late on Thursday, though. Everybody you ha- didn't you have something on Thursday? And you were yeah, like, you can oh, opt out. You don't have until. to. Yeah, but I've never seen the course before. The yeah, first yeah. probably do need to play you it. probably play it. Thielen's out there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can go do that and play by yourself. You can go play practice rounds with whoever you want Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. AJ, there's nothing I hate more than me being put with a random group golfer. Like, I'll tell you, I've, yeah. had, I've just... The amount of money I've had to donate to people's charities because I've opted out of doing their golf tournaments because mm-hmm. I don't want to be four and a half, five hours with some random group that is obviously hysterical. <laughs> they are the funniest people of all time and the amount of punter and kicker jokes that all these people have. And oh, I did not know this was a thing. My knee is hurting, isn't it? That's what I mean. I thought we were just going to rest. Yeah, you don't just have to play. Like a lot of people week. want to play. Just because, yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you're trying to win the goddamn thing. You know, yeah, we're not maybe there we play for, next year. Yeah, we're not. Well, <laughs> we're not there for some joke Thursday. We know that. Tell them you can't play Thursday, then, man. A lot of guys want to play Thursday, and they go. I know guys that go off site and play a different course on Thursday because they want to play on. They want to play Thursday in the pro am, and there's only like 30 guys. I think 40 guys that play in it. Oh, so I'm taking somebody's spot. Uh, I don't know if you're taking somebody's spot, but there's not there's not enough spots for everybody to play. Sounds like you're taking somebody's spot. I don't want to yeah. take somebody's yeah. spot. First year there, what a fucking asshole. I, I don't want to do that. Not unless yeah, someone don't play then. Honestly, you. don't play Thursday. Well, how do you, you know that he's everyone? playing on Thursday if not everybody plays? What do you say? Can I play the course without playing in this thing on Thursday? Uh, I don't know. If you're playing Thursday, you got there's like an 8 a.m. shotgun start and a noon shotgun start. So if you play the 8 a.m. group, you have to be done at noon. That's the good thing. Okay, that is good, actually. Get and in and out of there. What? Then we go out in the lake all afternoon. That's why you like to be in that 8 a.m. group. It's fun. Okay, and that's also... They blow a horn, and you have to run off the course, basically. They don't want it to be a six-hour round. Hey, that's 11 a.m. tea time, our time, when we get over there. True. Yeah. That's fucking perfect. Absolutely, and it gives you the whole afternoon to go swim in the lake, do whatever you want. Do they need more sponsors to get in that thing on Thursday? More companies to buy spots? Oh, you want to buy it your own spot so you just play solo? <laughs> no, 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 no. What are you doing? I think Everything's yeah. for sale. You know that. I think SeatGeek wants a... Uh, That's yeah. true. Early, 8 a.m., they want to be a part of that thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. We'll pay for, for them. Yep. They'll reimburse us. Yep. Sure. Because we have the connection. That's my biggest nightmare, AJ. Oh. That's ah. a good... That's. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but that's... Uh, if that's your biggest nightmare, you're going to be okay. Well, if you tweak your knee, too. Yeah, I'm a pretty fearless human, man. I, at this, <laughs> I think I... No, yeah. Honestly, be. I think I am a pretty fearless human at this point. I'm, yeah, I'll, I agree. I will put myself into just death moments just to see. You know, like, fuck it. Let's just see how... Then this is a great opportunity for you to grow and be like, you know what? I My, like, preconceived notions of what this may be and what these people may be, maybe I need to give them a chance. 
they're not gonna how, this is expensive too this group of people that i'm gonna be with are these super yups that get opportunities uh -huh. of oh my god i'm excited i'm still excited i've been training for oh it. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah of course. can we get out in that country club tonight can we get back out there tonight yeah Okay, I'm not going to country club tonight. I'll start talking to more people so I can, you know, prep mm -hmm. for the fucking four hours <laughs> mm -hmm. with these people as well. So I'll, I'll start getting that old thing done. Let's move along. Did you watch any of this oversight committee? And did you did you know that our government is completely fucked forever? I didn't know that. I just found that out. I mean, the oversight, I've seen clips from the oversight committee. I've watched a, a little bit of the show today and hear you guys talk about it. I wanted to know, first off, is it still happening? I, it's, whatever, whatever's going on is exactly what we thought, though. Nothing is being said. Nothing is being said. I, That's how it goes. Bro, we were talking about this day being a massive day. Like, but these, So these oversight committees are put in place to try to hold people and companies accountable, right? Isn't that why they're there? No, they're just yelling at each other. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're yelling at each other. They went to a happy hour yesterday, and I think Donald's from Florida and Carolyn from New York, they must have had a disagreement over couple cocktails yesterday because yep. before that thing even got started they were yelling at each other mm -hmm. and not at Goodell and, and and then somebody came in from Texas somebody came I mean it was that was a shit show and Roger Goodell I thought might like stay up for this like this might be a worry yeah he he fucking knew he was gonna walk right through that thing right I mean he knew he was just gonna I'm smarter than all of you you are a bunch of idiots everything's for show and this is all bullshit basically so if, if Daniel Snyder has been subpoenaed, correct? Yes, for next week, off his yacht in New York, near or in France, near a resort town. Fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. So if he's a, he can plead the fifth, right? Can he in this committee? So Tom Pelissero basically said he'll figure out a loophole not to go next. He'll have like COVID next week, and then mm -hmm. the week after he'll have something else. Monkeypox. Yeah. Hey, Ty was talking though. I was. Ooh, monkeypox. Is that still happening? They made an appearance in Indiana. I yeah, seen a headline. No, still, still oh, no, no. Don't fucking look at me. I think it goes through eyes. Ty, oh, you were shit. saying earlier, though, Pat, when earlier in the show I was watching Ty say, like, why doesn't Daniel Snyder just sell the squad and, and kind of ride off into the sunset and not have to worry about people killing him all the time? Like, Great question. Exactly right. He doesn't want to ride. He wants to be a person. He wants to be have that, you know, being an owner of the NFL team. It's a very exclusive club. I think he is, obviously, with all the stuff that has come surrounding him, he he really values that. He like I feel like he wouldn't have a purpose if he didn't have that. He wants to be able to do those celebrity golf scrambles. Right. Uh, yeah. Those people hang out at the field. And they say, oh, what do you do? How do you have a couple billion dollars? Oh, I used to own the Washington football team, but I, they're like, oh, but you don't anymore? We don't care about you. Yeah. That's why you always say relative. When people say you have money, and they're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've sat at a couple dinners where I was – I might as well be absolutely broke, have zero dollars. All those billionaires like hanging around other billionaires is what you're saying. You just got to think about he is a human in that uh, sense. He would like to flex to the other billionaires that he hangs around. And who's his friend? There's no way he has any friends right now, right? No, he, I mean, he has yes, yes people probably surrounding him, I would guess, right? Like, what is his family situation like? Does, how many kids? What's his wife like? Because she supposedly is running the team, right? Yeah, yeah a couple mm -hmm. kids. I think we saw him down at the Super Bowl, right? Remember? He probably yeah. wants him to take. He wants the kids to take the team over too. That's another reason not to sell. Are they 13, 14? Yeah. What, no. what is the legal age of being able to hand a an NFL team? Eighteen. Over? Wasn't that that was one of the big reasons why he drafted Dwayne Haskins? I believe is because Dwayne Haskins went to high school with his son. So he's got to be a little bit older then. Yeah, right? yeah. probably out of college by now. Mm -hmm. And for that billionaire thing, remember John Mara talking about the Giants losing? Sick and tired of telling everybody why our team stinks at all these <laughs> billionaire yeah. events I go to. Whatever. It's true. Nothing's going to come from this. We all, 
We'll know this next time. Yeah, we've yeah. been duped. Somebody tell Siri yeah. to tell us whenever the next one comes. That ain't shit coming from it. Yeah. We we got duped in the UFO thing. We mm-hmm. did. Okay. We know more on the internet than what these fucking people know who are supposed to be in charge of it. Mm-hmm. So we got duped then. And I think we weren't as experienced as a show or as C-SPAN watchers at the time. Sure. If it's on C-SPAN going forward, it ain't worth a fuck. Pay it no mind. Okay. Let's write that down. AJ, will you remind us whenever you're back every intermittently, like a uh, day or yeah. two? You know what I mean? If I'm here during another oversight committee thing on C-SPAN, I will absolutely try to remind you. Good chance you're not going to be there because yeah. there'll be yeah. some golf out in there. Right. He signed up. The, my okay. biggest nightmare is the thing that he signs up Loves for. It. Oh, yeah, fucking, you can offer off 45 of those things. Yeah. <laughs> They're a good time, man. I, I they, absolutely yeah, love it. They have fun. I can't believe I you enjoy you. those things. I honestly did not expect that from you. That has to be Well, I, I have developed relationships over the years. What's that? What's that? You've got to be said, like, I have developed relationships over the years with certain people that run a couple of these events. I know we're we're doing a Peyton and Eli thing here on early Monday Night Mannings. Sorry to do that. It's I, I miss a day and I can't figure it out. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I literally I literally was thinking, oh no, we're the Manning cast. I'm happy to do this. <laughs> the Terrible. same thing. The same thing. Because that's a good show. That's a good Great. show. It is. They are awesome. They honestly are awesome. In what they do. Three more seasons. They got to figure it out with the guests, though. Mm-hmm. The guests, they got to tell them, like, hey, come in. You got to come in and you got to go. You know what I mean? You got to go and then you got to. You got to get guests that have actually done Zooms and FaceTimes and stuff before. Well, don't do guests. Or no Peyton. Yeah. What? During guests? What? Or just. Like, they have to. Like, somebody should know Peyton. Like, I think. Oh, oh no, Peyton. I like you're should, saying the Peyton should leave. Not, no, no, KN. KN. KN on W. Like, no Peyton, I think. You know, because some people get in there, they're scared, I think, to talk to Peyton. But I think Peyton would like to hear what you are saying so that he could respond. But then it becomes a full thing. And Eli's just sitting, chilling in the bottom. Like, yeah. he is ever going to figure this the fuck out or what? Also, I think they need to stick to guys who played football. Because otherwise, it just turns yeah. into a podcast. Then the guy, like, Peyton either. Is completely paying attention to the game and doesn't give a shit about who's there, oh, yeah. or they try to like yeah. go back and forth, and you miss stuff that's going on in the game. Anyways, it's a great concept. It'll do well for the next three years. Excited about it, but we were speaking over each other. Let's speak over each other about something that is happening in the NFL currently. Jalen Ramsey had surgery on his shoulder yesterday. Should be ready before the season. I guess he played all last year with tears in both shoulders, so that should be a warning to everybody that Jalen Ramsey is going to be healthier than he's ever been. This is just like Darius Leonard going to be healthier than ever because they found that pinched nerve in his back that was affecting everything else. Uh, did we know Jalen was hurt? And do you hate or love these late surgeries that have been happening over the last few years? I think it's because guys think they can rehab it without having to do the intrusive rehab process of surgery. Surgery's not fun. Yeah, anytime a surgery happens, obviously you're getting knocked out and nobody likes doing that. I actually enjoy it the first couple times, I will say. Oh, yeah? I'm not like Michael Jackson where I need it every night, but yeah. like I did enjoy the me trying to beat the, the shit. Yeah. yeah, you know, countdown from 10, you won't make it to 7. Oh, is that right? Is my first thoughts. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, I don't think I've made it to 8 yet. Yeah, right. I think they control when they want to put you out there. But that feeling of your entire body just shutting down, is fascinating. Yeah. It, it, it's only one way to experience it, and it's through that. Coming out of it, you're a little out of it. You, some people get sick. But then that rehab process is terrible. 
And I think there's a lot of, with modern medicine and the more things we learn about food and dieting and workouts, a lot of guys feel as if they can heal injuries that had been surgery needed in the past. Is that what happened here, you think? Because like Michael Thomas, he missed an entire season, right? Because yeah. he thought he could heal his uh, ankle all the way back. Somebody just a couple weeks ago got another late surgery. I think this is becoming a thing, and I wonder what the cutoff point will be. Now, I'm not saying Jalen made a bad decision. Jalen's going to do whatever the fuck Jalen wants to do. Jalen's like top five player in the NFL, and he's a Super Bowl champ. He can do that. But I wonder if this is why the surgery is happening so late, AJ. Yeah, it, uh, I would imagine that's what it is. There's always like a, a different doctors and different opinions. Okay, hey, yeah, absolutely get in and fix this right away, or you have a good chance to not need surgery. If you can rehab it and everything goes well, I would imagine. Like, so the, the date was probably – Right where we're looking at, right? When did this surgery happen? A couple of days ago? Yesterday, I think. Two yeah. days ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure they said, hey, if it doesn't feel like you wanted to by this point, then we'll go ahead and get the surgery so you have enough time to recover in time for the season and camp or whatever. But the fact that Jalen Ramsey was playing on two, whatever the torn ligaments or whatever was happening in his shoulders, he's a super physical corner, too. A lot of corners Dope. don't tackle and they don't want to tackle. Jalen likes to bully people and make huge collisions. And like Jalen takes on blockers. Like, He's a super physical dude, which is very rare to be as physical as he is and also be a shutdown guy. That's not always the case. Well, and think about whenever any thought we just had of Jalen Ramsey while you are describing that as him blowing somebody up or flying and using his arms to bat. Like, even that motion, if you have oh. torn rotator cuff or a labrum or anything in your shoulder, hurts like fucking hell. Like, all of that hurts. Now... Uh, I kind of pointed out all the negatives of people that try to heal it without surgery and then inevitably having to get surgery and being fucked down the road. There's a lot of guys that heal shit by their, on their cells by building up the little muscles around things and letting the body naturally do it. So I'm not saying that Jalen made a bad decision in doing so, but these late surgeries are surprising to me because in the past, the conversation about healing it without surgery, I don't think was a real one. It was normally like, Hey, you're getting surgery tomorrow. We just booked your surgery. It's happening tomorrow. Uh, you should be back by whatever the date is. Now it feels like it's much more fluid. And I think that's because, um, what's it? Second, not second. Uh, um, what did they put in the new CBA that you have to get? Uh, second opinion? Second, Yeah, you get a second opinion from somebody outside the building. Now mm -hmm. that that has become like mandatory, I think, as opposed to just uh, a recommendation in the past, I think we're going to continue to see the evolving of decisions and the fluidness of how people are going to go about recovering. If he's back by the season, nobody cares. But if Jalen misses some games, like Jalen's going to take heat for this. And it's not Jalen. I don't know if it's Jalen's fault because Jalen wasn't the one that was deciding, yeah, I'll be able to heal this without getting surgery. You know, somebody much smarter than he in the doctor field probably helped him through this whole thing. So let's not hold this against Jalen if he doesn't make it back. Yeah, no way, because even if he does miss a game, he'll be unbelievable as soon as he comes back. Yeah. But in June is just kind of late right like isn't even april almost Doesn't that feel late dude yeah. it's got to be like a it it can't be the full like i doubt it's like the full pinning down like rotator cuff and everything it's got to be a labral tear where they clean that out some people can play with it at times depending on how bad it may be or how, how painful it is but are they saying he could be full go in like five or six weeks uh if saying, that's the case like because i know a big full rotator cuff everything in your shoulder that's like a six month dude. probably 10 right six weeks till camp they said regular season, so that's another oh, four, yeah. so ten weeks. That's a long time. Prolong yeah. his career, though. Hang out in camp, rehab that shoulder, get your legs right, and come in the season rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and he feels like a guy that if he doesn't want to play corner, he could transition to safety pretty. Safety's still hitting. That's a lot of yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck he played last year the way he played. Yeah. Both arms. From what I've been told. 
poor though. Man, he must <laughs> he must have just been he True. must have been shot up so much mm -hmm. in there. Which goes into the sacrifices guys make to play every single weekend when everybody just talks about them having a missed assignment. You're terrible, you're terrible. Motherfucker, I can't even feel half my body. Yeah. All right, I'm trying to do my best and win a Super Bowl. Shout out to Jalen Rams. Also, never even like a, oh, he he's he looks like he's hurt, like when he's playing. Like he just, he always he the report? looked like he was healthy. What if it was like the NHL upper body injury? Yeah. But was he on the injury report? Because people are going to try to come after him. Oh, they were hiding this. Yeah, but he never missed a snap, right? If it's not on the injury report, it can't affect the game. If you're, if you're on the injury report, you're allowed to get pulled from the game, right? I don't know. How does that work? I think that's, that's why they always have, like, every, like, some teams have everybody on the list because I think that clears them for if they want to do something game day-wise. If they're not on the report and they play every snap, I don't think it's a – I don't think it's a thing. I don't know though. He uh, so I just I googled Jalen Ramsey injury report, but uh, it came up that he was on the pivot in March, and he said that in the middle of the year, um, in the middle of the Rams' run into the, to the postseason, he sprained both of his AC joints. So, oh, so it was yeah. in the it wasn't a full season. And the sprained AC joint, like AJ said, like I'm sure he, I'm, and you said too, because I've had one too. You just try to rehab it if you don't. Super you, painful. Yeah. Has to hurt it can that. be super painful. Joining us now is a man from a different sport who might be projecting a super painful collapse for everybody over there in the Maha City. Ooh. Joining us now, former NHL goalie, NHL network pundit, and ESPN pundit, friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Weeksy. <laughs> what up? What's going on, fellas, ladies, gents, boys, girls, everyone else? What's happening? Hey, how are you? You look dogs, cats. Yeah, here we what? go. You look incredibly fly right now. Are you in the building? Are you dressed like this all day, all the way up until puck drop? You look amazing. <laughs> First of all, thank you, thank you. I'm rocking today. I'm rocking the Pink Panther. The other day, it was the mint chocolate chip. You knew what the mint was, and you know what the chocolate chip was. But today, <laughs> just the Pink Panther here. So, yeah, I'm coming to you live from Amelie Arena. We just had a couple hits on Sports Center. I'll be back out with Max Kellerman. And more importantly, I'm on with you great folks right now. Yeah, live inside the building here. Oh, we love it. We appreciate you. That place is going to be rocking this evening. We had Elliot oh, yeah. uh, Friedman on yesterday. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to take yeah. his biz, by the way? Insider dropping mm -hmm. news, doing all the magic, <laughs> or you guys have a good relationship? <laughs> No, man, we go way back to Toronto, same hometown, and, and I've known him from when he first got on the beat because I think I don't think a lot of the people know he was first on the NBA beat before he came onto the NHL side. So I helped him, you know, in the spirit of team. I, I shared some of my Rolodex, but he's worked exceptionally hard. He does a great job. I think the biggest thing for me, man, is just to be a Swiss Army knife. Uh, I do games, do color, do studio, do on location, break news, you name it. I, I love doing it all, so... Uh, just like you guys, man. We just try to keep it moving. Yeah, you're a hustler, and we appreciate it. I'm happy you've come into my life in the sports world, and we're thankful you joined us now. What did you see oh, from man. the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 3 that was obviously very different from the Games 1 and 2? And is Vasilevsky going to be back, and are the Bolts going to run away with this, or is that an anomaly, you think? No, good questions. I, one thing I noticed from the Bolts in Game 1, they started the game on time. That's the first, first thing. You guys know that as former athletes, coaches always say, fellas, ladies, we got to start on time. They did that. They were much better from the outset of the game. They also were able to get out of their D zone a lot quicker. They weren't hemmed in. They were able to get exits out of the defensive zone by way of their passing, moving the puck, and also Andre Vasilevsky's ability to handle the puck like a third defenseman. In addition to that, Vasilevsky was dirty in game three. He was outstanding. He was excellent. 
I think they credit him with 39 saves. That math was off. I had about Damn. yeah, I had I had about 45 or 46. That couple that jump made. on a pile. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he was great, and and all things being equal, fellas, they just looked much faster. Colorado blew past them in games one and two. Tampa certainly looked faster in game three. So what do you predict tonight, especially from the goalie play as well? And can you explain a little bit how much like confidence has to play a role when it comes to being an NHL goalie? Everything. Everything, Hawker. Everything. Honestly, like Hawker. I literally felt that I felt that at eight years old, bro. Like when I six when I started playing. Uh, you need that confidence to make saves, let alone here on the brightest stage, man. Stanley Cup final, everyone in the world is watching. And even if you're a great like Vasilevsky or if you're down at the other end like Darcy Kemper, that confidence is so, so important. And Vasilevsky certainly was feeling it in game three. His teammates did a much better job to their credit in front of him defensively. But confidence is everything for a goaltender. You, you know that there. Skills are one thing. Techniques, another thing. Guts. But you need that confidence. Otherwise, none of those things come to the fore for you when you're in the net. The other question Hawker on Hockey asked you is, how do you think tonight's <laughs> going to go? I think we're all wondering that when it comes to a gambling. Are, um, we, are we all on Tampa? Uh, I'm all in on Tampa in this one. Yeah. I think they tie it up. Let's go Boats. I think they tie, I think they tie it up. I think they tie it up tonight. Uh, I said all, all along I felt this was going to go seven. These are two amazing teams, two stacked teams. The good news for Tampa, though, Kucherov's going to be in. My understanding is he's playing. If you're a Bolts fan, if you're a Lightning fan, if you're a Lightning fan, you like that. But if you're an Avalanche fan, Nazem Kadri, who was their best player all year, is going to be back in the lineup for the Avalanche. That's huge news coming to you live from Morning Skate. And then uh, Darcy Kemper is going to be back in the net, although he got pulled last game. He's starting this game again. Is Patty Maroon out there working on his dangles like the sick goal he had last game? (laughs) Of course he is. St. Louis man, Patty Maroon. I heard he joined the show. My boy Rupert told me. That he, that he came on with you guys, so that's good. Patty's good people, man. He's great people. Hey, how many people in the world right now? You guys know. What's the global population today? Anybody know? Eight billion. You know who's the only person on planet Earth of those eight billion that has a chance for a four-peat Stanley Cup for the fourth consecutive ring? Pat Maroon. Oh, I was going oh, yeah. to. On planet Earth. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if there on was. On planet Earth. Damn. He's the only person in the world of life. That has an opportunity for a four-peat, a Kit Kat, I'm going to call that. Weeksy, you didn't, you didn't give us a chance to brainstorm there. Yeah. yeah. You know, you kind of gave us the answer before we even thought about that. He'd be the greatest <laughs> hockey player of all time. He wins these four, right? <laughs> uh, I'll say this. The Whoa. greatest one out of St. Louis, Missouri. Whoa, Weeksy. The, uh, the greatest one out of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Nick, your question for Weeksy. Uh, Weeksy, question for you. You mentioned Kemper's probably going to go tonight. Do you agree with that? Uh, is that the right move? Is he up for it? Uh, we haven't really seen him face a ton of adversity other than the injury he had to come back from. Mm-hmm. Francois looked pretty good in relief. Would you roll with Kemper again if, if it was your call? Great question there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, good question, man. I would roll with, with Kemper, but it would be a short leash on him. And there's no knock to him. It was just just based on the urgency of where this series lands right now. I would probably be a two goal, probably be a two goal leash, if you know he looks quasi 50-50. But I think it's the right move. I would have started him if I was Jared Bednar, head coach. I would have started him. I'll tell you why. Number one, he's the guy that brought you here. Number two, he's the reason you did not go into the trade market and acquire a goalie at the trade deadline because he played so well this season. Last game wasn't his best game, but prior to that, he had a shutout. I would roll with him, give him a two-goal leash, and we see where we go from there. But Francois is ready. He's 6-0 in the postseason. So he's ready on the bench in the event that he gets that call. Hey, when you wake up in the morning of one of these games, are you just seeing the puck better? Do you know? 
Like in the, when, oh, yeah. at what point do you know? Morning skate, shoot around, warm ups. When do you know? Like, oh, I'm seeing the puck tonight better than I maybe was two nights ago. It's crazy. There's some games where the, the day before, it doesn't matter what happens. I knew I was on. Doesn't matter. Then there were some days where it was kind of dependent on how you felt, like in the morning skate, how you're feeling in the morning skate. It kind of would would have a, an impact. Then, guys, to be honest, there's some games where you're just allergic to the puck. <laughs> you're just, yo, some games you're just allergic to that puck, boy. You didn't know if it had anthrax on it. You didn't know if it had ricin <laughs> on it. COVID. You're just like, yeah. it, you're best at, despite your best efforts, right? Like, there's just something that would feel a hair off in certain games. No matter, your prep is always dialed up, but sometimes you just didn't have it, man. And as we say, hey, the other players get played get paid on the first and 15 too. That's right. They're, you know what I mean? They're on scholarship as well over there. They're, they're on to... Scully too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, uh, go ahead, Ty. Weeksy Fridge told us yesterday that he thinks Nate McKinnon's yeah. going to be big, you know, kind of on the back end of this series. As a layman, yeah. you know, McKinnon is – kind of the go-to guy. Does he shrink in the playoffs or, or what's oh, going on no. here? Hey. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, so, it's so prior to last here. game, so prior to last game, Nate had, I think the fifth highest points per game percentage in the, in playoff history in the NHL history. I think it's like oh, 1.3 something points per game. Stoner. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, but much better. But than yeah, way much, better than no. <laughs> much better. Than yeah. And aces. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. He stinks, <laughs> no, no, no worries. But but the one the thing, fuck the are one you talking about say, McKinnon for? Well, we, haven't, we haven't seen him show up in the finals yet, have we? Uh, have we? That's great. Six that's shots. great when you're you know potting Yo. goals in in the semifinals. I'm talking about the Stanley Cup. Oh snap! That's jamming him up at the line of scrimmage right now. Yeah, you're jamming damn right. right up. It's a little bit of a scrum on the puck right now. You got stoner <laughs> yeah. in your mind. Yeah, talking about Nate McKinnon being top five all time. Top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. What a title! That's so good. They don't just That's grow so on trees, Ty. <laughs> That's right. You just can't go into the orange groves down here in Florida and grab one. No, no. but honestly, my thing about Nate McKinnon is this. What I love about him, and a lot of people kind of quasi but don't fully know this, he's boys with Sidney Crosby. They're boys. They're from the same area I didn't back know. in Canada, Nova Scotia. They're boys. Yeah, I did. And you, have, and you have to know, yeah, and you have to know that Nate's on that phone with Sid. I talked to Sid by text prior to last game. Really? If you could go to the GOAT, forget he's great. He's enjoying the offseason, tuning in, watching all the coverage. Because he's a sports he's a sports junkie in general. Sid is. He's a sports junkie. He's still working. He's still working. He's working and watching sports. Boss has been skating every day. Boss is coming to the pens. That's good to hear. Nope, had a dream. Oh, did I hear you say pasta to the pens? Yeah. Did I hear that? Yeah. That would be juicy if so. That would be real juicy. Is that what you're hearing? That would be I haven't heard that one yet, but that would be juicy. Nobody's heard it. What's the deal? Anyways, let's get back to it. What's Sid tell Nate you think? Calm down, relax, just enjoy yourself. What do you think he's telling him? All of the above. Yeah, just to, just telling him to just continue to do what he does, play to his strengths. Not not because the psychological part of the game, especially for those players, you know this, elite players that perform that are high producing players, they expect so much of themselves. And sometimes they put too much pressure on themselves, right? So maybe just simplify the game. And for Nate, because he's a possession. Oh, no. Oh, no. in that area. That's what happens when you disrespect Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Like oh, I just back. want to play more like Stoner. I'm back. I'm back. Please. I am back in the saddle, boys. That's great news. Yeah, saddle <laughs> so, up. Let's ride. That's right. So for Nate, I think the biggest thing for Nate right now is to get to the net more. Get to the net more. You know what I'm saying? He's making one move, two moves, and then he's going for three. Make one or two, shoot it, and then get to the net a lot more often. Just a little adjustment. 
Hey, earlier you mentioned possibly, you know, putting a guy in and giving him a two-goal leash. Now, will a head coach tend to tell the goalie that, hey, you have like a short <laughs> leash or two, three-goal leash and you're out of here? Every coach is different. Some coaches might be that forthright. You guys know what it is. Some coaches will be like, hey, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you early. However, you know, some coaches will give it to you like that. And then other coaches, to your point and to your question earlier about the, about the psychology and the mentals, some coaches won't say it. But you'll know it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, like Vasilevsky, you know, Vasilevsky could let in 175 goals. He's staying in the net, and, and he knows that. And Coop knows that because Vasilevsky's the best in the world, along with my Manchester in New York, who I handed the Vezina trophy to last night, by the way, at awards. Oh, but, you were uh, at the NHL awards? Oh. What were you wearing? You were wearing the uh, the mint chocolate? That's what you said? No, no, no. Last no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Last no. night I was in a black and white pinstripe. Oh, oh yeah. A little gangster. Black and white pinstripe. A little gangster styles. Yup. A little yep. awards night. A little wow. awards night. Yeah, you know, you had to, yeah, you know, you had to formalize it for awards. You know what I'm saying? You have to formalize it. Did you give a speech before delivery? Like, hey, how about these drinks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like awards. No, no, no. Hey, no, you know, it's funny you're asking that. So Keenan Thompson, brother Keenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live was hosting. He was great, by the way. He was excellent. So. No, I just right. had my scripted stuff, which, you know, people like us, we're not really into the scripted stuff. But, hey, for the purpose of the league, I had to do it. That's right. People like us are not. I don't know how you did it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I've been asked potentially to do something at a similar type situation uh, that yeah. you were at last night. And it has yeah. been a real thought, like, this it's is probably different. only going to be a one-invite thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, but, but, but at the same time, it depends on the checkbook for you fellas, too. You know what I mean? Like, if the cake is right, it might we'll make just, it work. Hey, you just read that. Tell, all right. Exactly. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Go ahead, Connor. You know. Yeah. Weeksy, how long is it going to take Kadri to really get back into the flow of things? And is there a chance he's oh. kind of like Braden Point and he plays a game and then kind of gets re-injured and has to sit the rest oh, of the cup? No. Why would you do that? I had that same injury as Nas. I played through that injury on Tordal, as you guys were talking about. I'm oh. getting my bump shut up. Is lucky. that the best? That. You lucky best. Oh, my God. Totally. Totally. totally terrible for so us good. long term from what i've heard yeah, terrible yeah. long term man when we were on it it was maybe no that's amazing best, totally so i had that thumb surgery it was like oh. my thumb ligament and i think that's what nas had i i think he's gonna be nice tonight bro like i was just watching about here in pregame skate he had his legs he had his conditioning he was shooting he was deflecting pucks too so i don't think it's gonna take him that long to be honest with you i think he's gonna be effective and for all the great players they have, McKinnon, Kill McCarr, who won the Norris Defenseman of the Year last last night too, McCarr. For all the great players they have, Rantanen, Nathan Kadri was their best player this year. He was dirty. He was dirty. What about year. Jack Johnson? He's been playing pretty good yeah, too. Nick, your question for really least. well. Hey, Jack Johnson's been real solid, man. He looks good on that third pair. Veteran, still mobile. He's been very good. I think so too. I agree. Yeah. Your your yeah. question, Nikki Skates. Weeksy, how's the ice down there? We saw in Colorado the Avalanche were flying around. You know, crisp tape tape passes seem to be mm-hmm. a little bit stickier down there in Tampa. Is that heat getting to the ice? How's it holding up? They grow in the grass like the Bears and the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's. I'll I'll take you guys down there if you guys have time. Yes, oh, we yeah. do. I'll bring you guys. I'll see how serious you guys are about this. You know what I mean? Like we're in the Emily let me get down there. Kevin Weeks. I see Hawker. I see Hawker's mouth is wide open. Yeah, you know, Hawker's yes. used to. Hey, 
You know, Steal one this is in Green Bay. Yeah. This is in Green Bay. Go Bucks. <laughs> they pay towel. Hey, the person that sits there is fucked. No, no towel. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Yeah, the person's yeah. getting no towel. You, you paid a lot of money for that seat. No towel. Sorry about it. See you later. Hey, they better not. They, they're oh, not going to give them those things that they threw on the ice last game either. I don't see any of them in the oh, seats like for today's game. What was that? What was thrown into the on the ice? Some little like ping pong paddle things yeah. that they that they had. And they were throwing them onto the ice last game. So oh, can't have it. Give them the vavuzel is like soccer. Is, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is why we can't have nice things, right? Vavuzel. You know what I'm saying? Guys, I can't bring you guys any closer to the ice level. Like, if I bring you any smooth. closer, you're playing. Yeah. Looks like good pond. It's pretty smooth. It's pony, hey, it looks like good pond Here's the pony. Here's the pony, boy. Hey! Oh! Good work, bud! Oh! Hey, let's go, bud! What's going on, Bunny? <laughs> All right, so there's the ice conditions. See, it's I'm cold. like a weather reporter. See the ice conditions? Yeah, so, yes. Walk around out there, Wixie. Yeah, of course. So it's, here's what I'm going to tell you guys. On the ice, dude. Yeah. I know. They, they, they have all these stupid configurations now that, bo that block you, even here. Come on. That block you. Oh, yeah, in the old. COVID. It's the vid. It's the vid. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. the vid. COVID, back yeah. in the day, back oh. in the day, I'd hop over here. And just go out here because I played for the Lightning too back in the day. So I would just be able to just go out on the ice with you. Former Lightning, your Weeksy. Weeksy said, "I'm coming home, coming home. Move the glass, I'm hopping in." All right, what what else? Totally. So no, last game I could tell you the ice was a little slower, and I I spoke to some players on on Colorado who were kind of whining about it, but. Uh, and I understand why, because they're such a fast, supersonic team. But the ice looks a lot better to me today, up close. Hey, that's Zamboni driver, 100% the reason why the ice would be slower, right? That that person right there <laughs> is in the game right now, right? See that cat waving at you over there? What's up, dog? That ice guy, he was waving over there. I'm trying to get the Zamboni driver's attention again. Got both. But now I look like one of those fans that just slapping, slapping up the glass. Nah, Maybe you're wearing that pink suit. <laughs> you yeah. look damn good. Ain't worried about good. that. Weeks, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. I feel like we just learned a lot right there. It's going to be a good track tonight. Yeah. Uh -huh, They're going to be flying around. That thing's triple bone, dude. Yo, this is, man. That looks like Churchill Downs for the Derby Ooh. right there. Ooh. Galloping. Who's going to be galloping? All right, well, we appreciate you so much. Good luck on TV appreciate all day. You fellas, man. We, we like Tampa. Yeah, absolutely. I like them for this game. All right. Okay. Whoa, all right. what about the series? I had them in seven. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Hey, that's good. So I had, the, <laughs> we're I had them in order. seven coming in. Uh, we appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, former NHL goalie, now pundit on ESPN, NHL Network, and live on the ice, Kevin Weeks. Thank you, buddy. Hey, we go. Most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but thinking about how many Lordos Patty Maroon is one doesn't always work. Three, it's pretty... I mean, it is a lot of Lordos, but also pretty quick to think about. Mm -hmm. Could be four soon. That's why the folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They're effective, easy to use, and fast-acting. Yeah. Most importantly, they don't require a prescription. Go to GetRoman.com slash Pat and get $10 off your first order of Swipes plus free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash P-A-T. AJ just doesn't love ball as much as you do. I think AJ is saying something that everybody else is saying. It's already hard enough to get through 17 weeks. <laughs> make it 18 weeks now with 17 games. Yeah, if I'm hurt an extra four days, it's not going to make me healthy. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think the uh, 
a little recharge period there, you know? There's no recharge. You come back and you feel like garbage. Yeah, for me. Stay in the rhythm. Stay in rhythm with what you've been doing. I actually had to punt in all the places that I went to, like, on a regular basis because I thought I would forget how to kick the ball or I'd lose my rhythm a little bit. So I have great videos from back in the day of me launching balls in L.A., in the Bahamas and other places, and people just walking by. Like, I'm hitting a ball <laughs> fucking 80 yards right in front of their faces, and people are like, get the fuck out of the way, please. It's like, all right. Nobody gives a fuck about punting. But I put on some shows on the L.A. beach. I mean, I hit some. I was standing on the strand, on the, uh, the cement part, and then, Frank, were you there? I don't think so. That's a shame. It was a good trip. We <laughs> Into the water? No, the beach in L.A. is like fucking like 200 yards long or whatever. Uh. So there was like six people out there. I guess there's some locals. But there's like jump ball. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. And in the, in the sand, so I'd like punt the ball. I'd go like literally 65, 70 yards because it, where I punt the ball from, you know, minus the snap is like another 10 yards. So anything you see on TV, if it's a 45-yard punt, well, it's a 55-yard punt from the location. That's why whenever people post videos from workouts and combines, they're like, this ball went. 65 yards it was like well it's just a 55 yard punt that's some people's average throughout some of the year but nonetheless i'm happy we're all learning that that's a bunch of bullshit that the kickers get every yard that they kick and the punters do not it's bullshit i don't like it i hate it but yeah there was people fucking jumping over top of shoulders and like landing in the sand that's awesome and then running the ball back it was all it was like this is did you know these people a couple of them i I thought i honestly thought you were there nick i I guess not it had I think Trip was one of the guys, one of my college roommates. When do you go play like uh, an ultimate frisbee game on the beach somewhere? Hey, the oh, sand yeah. is awesome. I mean, oh, it's and a great football. workout. Tiring as hell, tiring as hell. But I mean, whenever you're just landing on it, people are diving huge. Yeah, it was a great ball re- retriever. And yeah, and then just hundreds of people just walking around me. Like, not even a thought that, oh, did an explosion just go on? <laughs> Will you please get out of the way, sir? Sorry about it. Sorry about Whoops. it. Sorry about it. Got to catch on a fucking surfboard thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to move to Hermosa there for a while in my life. I'm like, I'm going to get enough money to get a house here in Hermosa on the Strand. There's beach volleyball right there. The bars are awesome. It's very bikeable. It's, that's a beautiful place. But then I got past the age of like 23, and I was like, oh, I'm a senior citizen here. Everybody there is 21 or 22 years old. It's like, oh, I can't. When I finally get enough money to move this place, I will be an artifact compared to everybody else. That's a beautiful place. I don't know how it is now, but it was back in the day. Enjoyed the hell out of my time there. Yeah, when we were out there for the Super Bowl, granted it wasn't L.A., but I assume there's a plethora amount of like poop and bums. That's a city. That's a city. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I'm sure they're everywhere. And there are some beach towns that are much more lenient for the bums and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, What's the big pier? Huntington? Santa Monica. Santa Monica Pier. Uh, there's, I think there's some a good amount of bums on that. And then Huntington, I think. Huntington Beach maybe is one more down from. I think Venice has a lot. Though. Oh, yeah. Venice, Venice is Beach. the one. Yeah, they're very open, very comfortable for it. But there's some beautiful spots over there. Beautiful. No, no, no. I think Venice is nice. Yeah. But they had a lot of people move in there, though. They go everywhere. Like, across the street from, like, $5 million mansions, they had, like, a full tent community set up. I think they took it down. I don't think that's ever going to stop, right? Yeah, they go somewhere. The town gets mad. They kick them out. They go somewhere else. The town gets mad. They kick them out. It's By the way, if I'm homeless, I'm trying to get there, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Smart. I'm going to Aaron's house in Malibu, sleeping on the beach there. All the beaches are public. Why would you say that? What do you mean? Everyone knows the beaches are public there. <laughs> you can't no, own them. No, it's like you're bird calling people to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think they can get to where he is. He systematically got to a good location. Systematically, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. How's he doing? He good? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see him in Tahoe. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait to chat with him. There's There's been a lot of headlines about him. Yeah. Really? Lately? Well, within oh, yeah. the last week or two. Hmm. Yeah. Which one are you reading? You know? True. I don't know. I feel like it's been kind of quiet compared to normal stuff mm-hmm. with Aaron. Compared to last year, yeah. I mean, which guy are we talking about you know yeah it's always live it feels like it is it's kind of spells out like that whenever you talk about some guys and it's like which guy are we talking about <laughs> and it's almost like the remedy the potion for it all is just to lay low and do exactly. your thing but Sometimes. some people just can't live that life and mm-hmm. if i had to pick which one i'd want to live i think i'd pick the quiet one all by myself but some people just don't get that opportunity no no they don't you got to mix the remedies and potions right, though. Yeah, sometimes you just like to throw random stuff in the pot. In the butt? In the pot. Big okay. cast iron pot. You know, like a witch's pot. Whoa. Like what what talking, are you talking on top about? Of a fire. That's just what I'm picturing when Come you say on. that. What are you What in the blue hell I, I don't know what you guys doing I, over there. I hear remedies. I hear potions. Are you I'm even thinking on of, earth? I'm thinking a pot. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, maybe once in a blue moon, you get a fucking read for a situation. No, I, you see, you guys, I assume right away like a Harry Potter, okay? And that's what they do. That's what a lot of the wizards and witches do. You're terrible at this. What are you talking Come about? On. I'm just talking about Harry Potter. Up. Yeah, Harry, thank you. You ranch or blue cheese guy? Ranch. Yeah. What about you? Ranch. Blue cheese is gross. Thank you. <laughs> Disgusting. If I'm blue earth. cheese crumbles, get those off yeah. my salad. Get Do out. Way. Thank you. I had green beans yesterday, and they had blue cheese. Who picks poo. blue cheese over anything but on earth? On earth, I do normally like to go with blue cheese. Of earth? No, thanks. I see what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sometimes thanks. blue cheese is magical, though. Ranch is the best. All right, let's get out of here, dude. All right, we need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. This show has got to a point, and it needs not to be. Just jump on our broomsticks and get out. Oh. Oh. Okay. Nice. Nice. Oh. Way to go. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? Well, huh? If we're still talking. Then we give Z another one. Potter. Z, it oh. matters. It matters. It matters, Z. <laughs> Do you guys know uh, Zeke cracked the code on the Live Golf Tour? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Come on, Fucking huge pop. <laughs> I need knew. to hear this. I never knew. Group text last night. We get <laughs> out of nowhere from Zito. Anybody else find it weird that it's called Live Golf and that is actually the Roman numerals for 54 and they only play 54 holes? Is that what it is? And everybody literally read it, I think, and was like, holy shit. So everybody's had a baby seat, had a baby seat, had a baby seat. And then Zeke responds with, yeah, somebody told me that uh, the other day. I didn't because uh, we all thought Zito cracked the code. Turns out this is something that other people have chatted about. Is that something? Oh, yeah. We've yeah. talked, yeah. I we've talked, talked about, about it on the show. Yeah, we've talked this about show? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. I yeah. thought everyone knew that. I have not. <laughs> no way. So we were, got spelled and We were laughing because we thought everybody already knew that. Yeah, we've no. talked about it. We, we, there was two different laughs in the group chat then. Last Mine time. was, yeah. holy fuck, Zito <laughs> stole this information from somebody <laughs> yeah. and got the pop. I do not know. Have we talked about it on this show? No. I thought it must so. a different show. I or in the office we have. Yeah. Okay. That See, this is one of those situations. Yeah. Hey, who knows what other 54 conversations have been happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Underneath there, you know. Are you surprised that Brooks is going? No. Oh, okay, it has two. It has two different meanings. Okay. 
uh, 54 holes, and 54 is the lowest score you could shoot if you were to bury every hole on a par 72 course. Oh, oh yeah. Sweet. Yeah, but yes. Jim Kong shot an 18. That's so. right. In that, I believe Norman said, what, do you win $54 million if, if you, you shoot a 54? Yeah. 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 Oh, so it's a bunch of 54s. Yeah. No one's going to shoot a 54. No, it's but, never, uh, Jim Furyk no. shot a 58. Brooks Kepp yeah. is going to shoot a 54. Yeah, uh-huh. good luck. Brooks probably got a... How much did he get? I assume a lot. 150, 125 at least. Dustin, right? Yeah. It hasn't come out yet, right? I'd mm-hmm. say 150. People are still mad at him. Mm-hmm. Defect. I don't know why anyone's surprised his brother's in it. Yeah, yeah. I believe Pat said as soon as he saw... <laughs> Coke's brother, and you're like, oh, okay, so Brooks is going over there. Too. I didn't know he had a brother. I was like, is that guy related to Brooks? That's his brother. Oh, oh okay. So, be there in a few weeks. <laughs> so this is, and people acted surprised, though, didn't they? I mean, yeah. This so is a new thing. What, what about all the people trying to qualify? If there's only 48 people in the field, there's a lot of people trying to get in there because they're saying, hey, I can, I'll take 48th place and take 125K. Yeah, what about Corn Fairy Tour dudes or college guys yeah. or guys that, uh, you know, tin cup just kind of bounce mm-hmm. around? Are they able to sign up and say, hey, I would like to compete for a spot over here and is it just all the guys they give the big signing contracts or bonuses to their exemptions for everything so this is how many spots we have open how is that all coming about because they might be buying the european tour or something like that remember mm-hmm. yep and then would they just run it like a, a you right- have to qualify somehow i know that would they just because the fact that the pga tour just announced the eight tournaments with bigger pots would they just raise the pot and then just make it available to more people i don't know we shall see hey golf is at a big time and Zed, i was with you pal i didn't i never heard that before you now go. you stole it for somebody else mm-hmm. yeah but i was because <laughs> right i was like god damn way to go z put that together and then three four minutes later yeah somebody told me about that <laughs> and then that that somebody was you guys Turns yeah out i swear we, yeah. we talked about oh, this no, that's I, why my DMs. nick said very good z <laughs> oh i thought he said very good z like I thought we were in the, like, never would have expected Z to do that. Mm-hmm. No. It was like, an, oh, no. No, I, I, I understood what Nick was saying that way. It was like everyone knew about it. I was like, I didn't know about it. I didn't, I did yeah. not, I didn't, know I didn't know. know. Yeah, yeah, neither did AJ. Thank I'm you, glad AJ. I informed you guys. I don't usually think about Roman numerals too often. Too I close. love Roman numerals. Yeah, they, were, they got a little bit fucking absurd with some of them, though. Mm-hmm. Is the next Super Bowl the live Super Bowl? Or did that just happen? I think it happened already. It happened a while ago. LIV is. Two ago, right? No. XLV? Which one was this last week? Or- See, we don't do well, Roman. Tomorrow no, we'll do true. this better. Yeah. We'll do this better. <laughs> it matters. It does. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag PMS, it matters. <laughs> Say something nice to somebody. What is mm-hmm. it, though, Z? You, if, you don't, if you have to ask, you never understand. That's yeah. right. Hashtag <laughs> PMS, it matters. Um, Say something nice to somebody. Put your cash tag in there. We'll give 10 people 599 bucks. Uh, we can't thank you enough. You can screenshot right now. Hey. All right. See you all tomorrow. It matters. It Never matters. It. it does. Uh, Zito just told me that uh, this is a pretty... This is a pretty... There's a poll run in the YouTube comments right now. Over 76% of the people did not know that LIV was 54. Oh, wow. So you guys with your little inside jokes that you keep away from me, Zito, <laughs> AJ, in the comments. Yeah. Like, let's not maybe just always be on our high How about share your good ideas every once in yeah, a while, guys? Let's not just fucking leave on us. On your high pedestals, out here. you guys. Collaborative. 
thought we were a team. I was just telling. Yeah. I told Jay Cutler, I wish we could bottle what we have here. Yeah. It turns out you guys are secretive about information. <laughs> I don't want to bottle that up. We Jeez, definitely. I swear we've had from that like, table. Maybe it was the first time. Not, not with me, pal. Not with AJ. Me either. I wasn't here. Well, you're well, not, not here, here every He's other not day. In the group so either, you're on so. vacation. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. It matters. it matters. See you guys tomorrow. You all are the best. Tomorrow's show's big. Huge. 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 Tomorrow's big. You don't dude. even know. NBA draft. That's right. What? <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow. Lives will change tomorrow. Yeah. Hell yeah. The story of hustle begins. That's right. Mm -hmm. Where will Bo Cruz go? What's up, dude? We'll talk to somebody from the basketball world tomorrow and more. We can't thank you all enough. Big thanks to Tom Pelissero, the Arrow, Kevin Weeks, and the House Oversight Committee for yep. giving us a day to chat about. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you tomorrow. Good luck to the Bolts tonight. Hammer Down is in 15 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer down. And that's hockey talk. We'll be on tonight for a little watch along during the Stanley mm. Cup. Can't wait to watch the game with you, Nikki Skates, Gumpy, and Rupper. Shout out. Thank you. Hell Can't yeah. wait to see you. Hell yeah. Goodbye.